Hello and welcome to the Bearded Tits podcast. I'm your host, Jack Perks, and today's podcast is going to be slightly different because if you can hear in the background, I'm outside. Now, I've recently invested in a H5 Zoom microphone just to give the podcast something of a different feel, so I'm going to test it out. I also think when lockdown kind of completely eases and we go back to normal or whatever normal's going to be, this is going to be a great way to actually go out and meet people maybe see their local patches, have a walk on a nature reserve with someone. So the podcast is going to change somewhat uh, in the future, but we're going to test it out with a few outside broadcasts and see how they feel. Now, I am sat in the glorious Derbyshire Peak District at the moment, along the banks of the River Lathkill, arguably one of the most beautiful rivers in the entire country. It's one that I've spent many, many hours over the years filming, particularly its fantastically beautiful wild brown trout. It's a warm, beautifully sunny day. I can see the peacock butterflies sunning themselves, the wildflowers in the edges, the purple loosestrife and marsh marigold in full bloom. Green is absolutely everywhere and beautiful, beautiful blue sky with just the odd hint of cloud kind of like the Simpsons effect, I like to call it. Oh, an orange tip butterfly has just flew by. So it's lovely to be sat here. And what I'm hoping to do today, oh, in fact, a really pretty peacock butterfly has just sat on my camera. There's so many butterflies out. It's absolutely lovely. It's fantastic to see that this year, I'm going off on a tangent slightly, but uh, the amount of insects that are around, I've definitely noticed more insects. I've even noticed insects uh, on my car that have been squashed, which I haven't had for years and years. So There seems to be a a boost in invertebrates this year. Now I'm here to hopefully film some invertebrates and that is the mayfly emerging. I've never seen this aggregation before and at the end of May, as the name suggests, you get these huge numbers of mayflies emerging from very clean rivers and it's something that unfortunately we don't get in Nottinghamshire. Our rivers are too polluted but here in Derbyshire uh, in these beautifully clean limestone rivers they do get very good numbers of mayfly. Now, because we've had such spectacular weather, I'm not expecting a huge eruption of them. The the best conditions for that is when you get lots of bad weather and then one or two good days and then all the mayflies erupt, rushing to get out and breed. But because we've had really, really good weather, it's just been a very steady flow of mayflies. So I'm still expecting to see a few, but I haven't seen any yet, so I'm just waiting. So that's why I'm doing the podcast while I'm sat down uh, waiting for these mayflies to turn up. And what I'm going to be talking about today is trolling. And it almost seems a shame to mention trolling when I'm in these beautiful, sunny, fantastic location and talk about something negative. But I think it is something that is worth mentioning. So if you don't know what trolling is, trolling is when someone normally online tries to say something negative or do something negative to you. So it's nothing to do with the you know the Scandinavian monsters of, of trolls. I think that's where the name does originally come from. But trolling is when someone is basically bullying you online and there's no better word to describe it it is it is a form of bullying it is a form of mental abuse i guess i'm really naive or maybe i'm naive in that i can't really see why anyone would want to make somebody else's day worse i'm just it just does it's not in me i'm not a nasty person i'm i'm quite a you know a, 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 my my girlfriend describes me as half soaked which I think is a southern expression, but I'm pretty chill. I'm relaxed. I don't really, until recently, I had re- pretty good mental health. I've had the odd kind of slip up, uh, but I'm in a good place at the moment. And uh, But for the most part, I don't really worry about things and I don't get upset about things, 
which some people might think is a good thing. It's not always a good thing, but that, that's how I am generally. So when someone says something negative to me online, I, I honestly, it doesn't really affect me. It doesn't really bother me. And I've not been hit that hard. Like some people just attract trolls. They really rub people up the wrong way. And sometimes it's not justified, but you can sort of see where they're coming from. And other times it's a bit like, you know, why, why are you bothering uh, this, this person? It can come in all kinds of shapes and forms, I suppose. And there are different levels of, of trolls. You get the, 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 what I call the silly comments. And this is where someone just says something just fucking stupid, basically. And you're just like, yeah, okay, whatever, you know. So for example, someone might just say, I don't like this photo, or, or they're kind of overly criticizing it. You know, constructive criticism is fine. And I'm a big advocate of constructive criticism if people ask for it. I don't think you should start taking apart someone else's picture if they haven't asked for you to do that. Um, but you know, if someone's just being an arsehole for the sake of it, then it can get a little bit, uh, a bit grinding. But I actually find those kind of comments kind of amusing. When someone is just very blatantly like, I don't like this photo, I'm like, okay, cool, you know, whatever, yeah, that, you know, it doesn't really bother me. And the trouble with with online, with, with Twitter, Facebook, whatever, I'd also say Facebook and YouTube are the absolute worst for comments. Instagram's lovely. Instagram's a nice, warm, happy hug, milk and cookies. And Twitter's okay as well. Twitter can go either way. But for the most part, I'm all right on Twitter. Facebook and YouTube is just a sewer of comments. It, it's like, you know, it's amazing some of these people can type, to be honest. Uh, I don't know why that attracts a certain kind of person. It really seems seems to do that. But as I was saying, with the online presence, you get different tones. And it's very hard to convey a tone online. So I'll give you an example. I have a very dry, dark sense of humour. Which I, which I normally shield my social media from. It doesn't really come through. It's come through a little bit more in recent years, but um, it doesn't translate well online. And it just looks like you're being mean or people don't quite get what you're trying to convey. So I don't normally do that, but I have got, yeah, a dry, dark sense of humour. And I think sometimes people try and convey that and it could just come across as you're being a bit mean. So you have to be very careful what you put. Um, and I try and pause and work out if, if someone is trying to be mean or if they're trying to have a joke with me. And I think it's easy for me because obviously I'll post something and there might be people out there who see my stuff every day and they feel like they know me. So they might just be trying to be friendly, but they say something and it comes off the wrong way. So that's the first thing I work out. I'm like, okay, are, are they actually trying to be negative or have they just not worded it very well? Or some people are just very sharp. Uh, I used to live with someone and they were so blunt and they're a lovely person, but they were just really blunt. You know, they just tell it how it is. You know, oh, you, you look a bit ugly today. Or, you know, have you brushed your teeth today? You know, and just have a, a bit of a pop at you. Uh, but that's just how some people are. So it's not always necessarily a negative thing. But then you come on to the main kind of troll, the professional troll, I suppose. And these are really just the lowest of the low pond scum people who seem to delight in making other people's lives a little bit less bearable. And I just think, why? What's gone wrong in your own miserable existence that you feel the need to try and have a go at someone else for whatever reason? You know, it's it's really, really peculiar. Um, as I say, I've not really had it. I've had a little bit of trolling, but not not bad, not really bad, to be honest. Not I don't lose sleep over it, and I don't really, you know, think about it that much. But I have seen some other 
fellow photographers and they get it really really bad it can stem from things like sexism uh, not so i guess racism to a degree not so much in wildlife photography that i've noticed but i suppose it could and there can be all these other horrible things that feed into uh, these trolls but i think the main reason why people troll is jealousy it's the only reason i can think of why people do it you know i think they see what you're doing what you're accomplishing and they feel envious over the achievements that you're that you're doing so how do you deal with trolls then if you've got someone who is repeatedly trolling you or having a pop at you well i've got two two kind of bits of advice for that the first one is there's the classic line don't feed the troll and i think that's that's the old adage you know don't give them what they want these trolls want to know that they've affected you they want to know that they've made you feel shit for that day so by not replying you're not giving them the satisfaction you're really really not the other thing of course as well is if this is a public i mean because some trolls will private message you they're the real low lifes you know they don't feel strongly enough about their uh, convictions and their beliefs that they'll open it out in the public they they just email you or, or message you or sometimes even some really sad stupid low-life individuals will actually do fake accounts and pretend to be someone else because they don't believe in their uh, belief systems enough to do it on their own account and they'll message you through that as well which is just beyond uh, believable like you know grow up people who do that grow up the difference with online uh, arguments or or when you're kind of engaging a troll is if this was someone in person you know let's say you were you were out and you were having a debate with someone or an argument for that matter you have your argument and that's it it's over it's done but there's another hoverfly just oh he's just landed on my uh, portable charger come on bugger off you have your sorry i'm talking talking to invertebrates that's not a very good sign is it you have your your argument and then it's over it's done that's it you forget about it you move on but with social media your argument is there for everyone to see until you delete it and it can be dragged up it can be used against you you know because of course your your uh, attitudes can change over time so for example you might say one thing five years ago and you might have a different point of view in five years time but if you've got that you know in writing with your name next to it people are going to drag that up against you so i don't engage people online very very rarely if i see someone who's who's purposely trying to get a bite out of me then i, I won't argue with them online because no one comes off well even if you're in the right even if someone's been a complete moron and it's tempting to bite try not to because you don't come off well so it's very rare. I, I, I have to admit, as I've got older, in my grand age of 29, I, I have kind of lost my patience for idiots. I used to be quite... Um, if someone was, was, you know, intentionally being an arsehole or annoying me, I'd just sort of let it go. This is in person I'm talking about, not so much online. Um, whereas now, I, I just get tired of bullshit. And if someone's annoying me, I'll voice my opinion. I'm not violent. I'm not a violent person. But, you know, if someone's intentionally being a bit of a twat, then uh, then I'll let them know. You know, it depends on the situation, of course. But I do I do kind of, you know, my patience for bullshit has definitely declined as I've got a little bit older. But online, as I say, yeah, I, I just wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't engage them. 
The second way of dealing with trolls, and this is probably the best way, if I'm perfectly honest, is be successful, continue what you're doing. The best way to piss off a troll is to keep doing well, to keep being successful, because they're going to really hate that. They want you to be feeling shit and not doing well. Uh, and if they keep seeing that you keep getting working and you're out and you're being, you're, you know, you're doing lots of shoots, you're taking lots of photos, you're getting all these amazing opportunities, that's going to really, really annoy them. And that's what you need to keep doing. Of course, if, if these trolls continue, if they threaten physical violence, I mean, you report them to the police. People think because it's online, they just assume it's just some fat, balding person dribbling from the corner of their mouth, having a go at you, which it could very well be. But it is abuse. It's mental abuse. And if they, particularly if they threaten physical violence, then take it to the police. Even if they're using these fake accounts, you know, you can trace the IP address. You can know exactly who it was. So don't stand for it. You know, if someone is keep doing this, I mean, I've heard of some photographers even taking injunctions out on other photographers. Uh, you know, there are some jealous photographers out there. I'd have to admit that 99% of, uh, maybe not 99, that's a bit too generous. Let's go 95. 95% of, of wildlife photographers are decent, nice human beings. I can't say that I know every single professional wildlife photographer, but I know most of them. And the vast majority are lovely people. You do get the odd dickhead, of course you do. There's always dickheads out there in life. But for the most part, if there's, if there's someone I don't particularly like, then I just kind of keep away from them. I don't engage with them. I don't talk to them. I don't feel the need to message them and say, I don't like you, you're a dickhead. You know, I just I just keep away and keep out of that. And there are one or two. But for the most part, most wildlife photographers... You know, it, it, it amazes me that people don't get on at all. When you think about wildlife photography as an industry... Everyone likes photography, everyone likes wildlife. You've got two huge interests that you should share with each other, so you should get on by all, all accounts. But, uh, you know, sometimes it's, it's a bit like being back at school is what I liken it to. Some of the internal politics and, and things like that, it can be pretty silly. But, yeah, I get on with most people. I try and keep myself to myself. I don't, you know, I don't really get too close to other wildlife photographers. I'm happy doing my thing. Um, you know, I'm civil and I'll chat to people, but... I've seen like sometimes you get these clicks and I'm not interested you know I'm quite happy to just go off and do my own thing and my my main concern has always been uh, do I enjoy what I'm doing and am I making enough money to kind of to make this career work and as long as those two boxes are ticked and, and, and am I yeah yeah no am I happy and whatever and as long as those boxes are ticked then then I'm all good and I, I enjoy what I'm what I'm doing there is a lovely buzzard I thought it was an osprey because the river keeper told me that an osprey was flying over i'm just watching a buzzard soaring in the blue sky right now it's getting quite hot now i was in the shade but the sun has come round. i'm in waders um, so i'm slowly cooking at the moment still no sign of mayflies oh the buzzard's coming over not a drop of wind in the air so it's amazing how they can fly uh it's quite low now actually there he goes beautiful white tippets under the wings just gone into the canopy gorgeous with trolling there are all manner of different kinds and ways of doing it i suppose and i'm trying to think of an example of one that i had i suppose okay here's one a few years ago i got into british wildlife photography awards and i didn't i didn't win it or anything but i got an image i highly commended which you know was lovely got you get your picture in the book and you get it in the in the exhibition which was nice to see and i posted that and i was chuffed to death i was really really happy with that and it was a, a portrait of a minnow 
So it was done in a fish tank. And I declared that to the competition and there was nothing in the rules saying that you couldn't do that. And I posted the picture and I said, oh, really, really happy, got this in there, um, my, my minnow shop, blah, blah, blah. And someone posted saying, well, that's not, that's not uh, natural. You've engineered the situation. Um, you're, you're a disgrace to wildlife photographer or something along, I can't even remember now, something along those lines. And then whoever this, this mystery shopper was, they'd also obviously had other fake accounts and they, they used those to have a pop at me as well. So it looked like there were lots of people, but it was obviously the same person, particularly as I would keep blocking them and then a new account would pop up and go, well, my friend put this and like, well, there's no way you could know that because I blocked them. So unless you have to be the same person because you're, you're mentioning stuff that people I've blocked straight away have mentioned. So yeah, it was, it was beyond stupid. But anyway, they kept having a go at me and I blocked them all in the end. It didn't really bother me, but it just made me think that the world is not black and white and fair enough, you don't agree with something. Everyone's entitled to their opinions. I'm a strong believer in free speech. If you don't like something, that's absolutely fine. But if you haven't got anything positive to say, then just keep on scrolling. You know what I mean? There's so much bullshit on social media, particularly now. I mean, Facebook in particular has got so so political. You know, when I started Facebook, it was just you could poke someone, which I guess means something different now, or you could, you know, chat on pictures and it was just kind of drunk pictures of me and that was about it whereas now everyone's a fucking politician on facebook and it's it just kind of gets me down really you know everyone's an expert everyone has got something to say and you know in some ways that's good but in many other ways i just think oh and i and i think i'm not going to comment on all of that but just keep scrolling you know if you don't like something and it's one of the fantastic things with social media if you don't like something you can block it you can delete it, you can unfollow that person. You know, if you don't like something, you've got that lovely kind of option that ignorance is bliss. And that's how I kind of operate. If if there's someone who I don't really like the content, maybe they're posting too much or I'm not really interested, you just unfollow them. Or, you know, if they're real pain in the arse, you block them. And it's as simple as that. I would never feel the need to message someone and say, I don't like all this shit you're posting. Stop doing that. I'd never feel the need to do that. That's what I did anyway, is, is I, I blocked all these accounts and that was the end of that. But yeah, the world's not black and white, it's shades of grey. And even if you have a strong belief, you can't expect others to fall in line just because that's what you believe. You know, for example, with, with the minnow in the tank, for example, you know, the minnow's a wild fish. It was, it was caught out of the wild using a little tiddler net. It was done on location put the minnow in the tank, took the photo and then released it shortly after. So in the grand scheme of things, the minnow was absolutely fine. It was only out of the river for a few minutes. And that kind of shot that I did, kind of really tight macro shot, would be incredibly difficult in the wild. It would take a lot of time, a lot of effort. Uh, and I guess I took the easy route, if you want to look at it like that. But why wouldn't I? You know, if I, if there's no, if there's no lawful or ethical reason not to do that, then why wouldn't I do that? Um, and that's that's why I chose to do that. And I was, you know, didn't break the competition rules, and I ended up getting a nice image. I mean, didn't even win anything. It's not like it won the bloody competition. It just got highly commended. But it's silly things like that that people can just get irate from. I suspect the person 
was upset because presumably they didn't, whoever it was, presumably they didn't get into the competition and that's why uh, they were a little bit miffed. I don't know. I don't know. There's some strange people out there. You know, it's been about four months since I've been up to the Peak District just because we've, we've locked down. I've not been travelling far. This is the first time, you know, now that it's safe and legal to do so that I've, that I've come up here. I mean, I only live an hour away anyway, so it's not, it's not too bad. And where I am at the minute is private land in the middle of nowhere. So there's, there's no, nobody else around here to be near, near me anyway, which is, which is the main reason I've come. I've been very, um, very careful where I go and what I do. I'm, I'm a bit like a Labrador. I go stir crazy if I'm indoors for too long. So when we first had the kind of hard lockdown, I was uh, struggling a little bit, but I was doing a lot in my garden. And then uh, someone in my household got ill. So we had to kind of stay indoors completely for two weeks, self-isolate for two weeks. That was tough, but we got through it. Uh, everyone's okay. And now, you know, I'm just starting to venture out a little bit further, not too far, but a little bit further. I haven't done nearly the shoots I would normally, but it is meaning as well that because I'm not busy with work I normally would be busy with, I'm able to do shoots that I wouldn't normally do. And in this case, it's filming the mayfly uh, aggregation when they all kind of leave the water. So I've never done this before. I've never actually seen it. I've seen mayflies emerge, like the odd one. But I've never seen masses and masses. Now, from what the keepers told me, I don't think we're going to get hundreds and hundreds. And maybe, maybe we will. Um, but what I'm trying to do today is photograph a, a brown trout taking a mayfly off the surface. That's what I really want to do. So that's that's my shot. So, But we'll see. Hopefully I get it. Anyway, this podcast has been slightly different. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. I've not really bothered with the news in this one or, or Nature Reserve of the Week, although I would encourage you to visit uh, the River Lathkill if you ever get the chance in Derbyshire. It's, it's a beautiful location. Um, I might do more of these. I mean, my original idea for, for doing these podcasts was basically just me rambling on my own, you know, both talking and walking, I suppose. But I quickly realised that the interview format worked really, really well and it added a bit of diversity in you know, a, a different range of subjects. So I think the podcast is always going to be in an interview style. But I might do more like this. I don't know. Let me know. Again, get, get in touch. Let me know what you think. Do you like these kind of podcasts? Or do, do you... Uh, I was going to say, do you hate me? But then you're trolling me a little bit, aren't you? But do you, is it not your cup of tea? I don't know. Let me know. This has been the Bearded Tips podcast. I've been Jack Perks. Thanks for listening. Uh, and don't forget to check out Wildlife Exposed TV YouTube channel. That's where all the highlights of these podcasts go and thanks for listening so yeah i'll catch you in the next one cheers